I am a first-gen graduate and professional, and I'm really, really excited to have this opportunity. That's Marisol Ibarra, the host of Here Comes the Sun. She's a Wit & Wire graduate, and today she's joining me to talk about preparing and publishing solo episodes. We'll cover tips to outline, script, and streamline production for both solo episodes and really episodes of any format. But I think the most important question Marisol asks is how can I still make sure that my solo episodes sound like me? It's all coming up in today's episode of Wit & Wire. Welcome to Wit & Wire, where we share podcasting tips, tutorials, and resources to help podcast hosts of all experience levels. I'm your host, Melissa Guller, and no matter how new or seasoned you are as a podcaster, I can't wait to help you find more listeners, build your audience, and make an impact. Before we dive in, today's shout out goes to the Sugar Cookie Podcast. In their kind review for Wit & Wire, they say, this podcast is very creatively and clearly written. It's easy to follow along and she has great insight and tips for beginner and experienced podcasters. Reviews like these honestly make my day, so a huge thank you. And if you'd like to hear your name or podcast in an upcoming episode, visit witandwire.com apple to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Today, I'm honored to be here with Marisol, who recently launched her new podcast, Here Comes the Sun. It is tailored for first-gen graduates and professionals like myself, because after you cross that stage, a lot of things change. So in my podcast, I cover topics about career development, money management, and also how to take care of ourselves. And I also want to mention that everything that I covered in my podcast is things that I apply and that I really, really um, apply to my everyday life. And when we got on our call, I wanted to know exactly how I could help. So I had a question for you, Melissa, of how, what is your thinking process when you are organizing your, your content for your episodes, in particular for solo episodes, because my goal is to really educate and inform my listeners. It's such a great question because for anybody who's tried to do a solo episode, I feel like it is not something that comes naturally. Like the first time you set up your microphone and you're just kind of talking at yourself in a room, that's not something a lot of us do very often. So figuring out how to prep beforehand and sound really engaging as though maybe there is somebody listening to you in the room, I think is a learned skill. Do you have an example of an episode topic that you've either done recently or maybe that you're working on that we could kind of use throughout our recording together? Yeah, I think one episode was about building uh, an emergency fund and what an emergency fund entails because not a lot of people talk about that. So I really wanted my listeners to understand what an emergency fund entails, but also how they can start one. Perfect. So the first thing I would ask myself before even outlining the whole thing is what are the main outcomes that I want my listeners to get in the end? I find this is true for a lot of things, whether it's creating an episode or even project management. If I start with the end in mind, it makes it a lot easier. But maybe where you would start is by saying like, these are the most important three reasons why people should have an emergency fund. That usually gives me a pretty good framework for, in my mind, what become episode sections. So maybe the narrative of this emergency fund episode becomes, all right, first we need to talk about what is an emergency fund. Then we need to address why it might be important. Maybe there are a few reasons. And then maybe the third section is tools, how to actually do it. What do I need to know? What links do I need? And that creates the framework of my episode. And I know a big 
let's say sticking point is do I script it out word for word or do I just do a little bit of bulleting? So what is your style when it comes to scripting it out all the way versus not? It all depends. (laughs) But now that I'm getting more used to talking to a mic by myself in my room, I've been more leaning towards like bullet points or a little bit more paragraph bullet points rather than, you know, scripting everything out. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it ends up being a bit of a hybrid. What I usually do is there are some moments that I always script. I always script my intro and my outro. And I usually script some key takeaways that I know I want to really nail. And I'll often script maybe the wrap up section. What I start working on is just like what I want to cover on the episode. And I just start writing everything out, scripting everything out. And for some reason, when I go back and listen to my episodes, I just feel that it doesn't feel so natural. It doesn't feel like me, like I wish it did. So I'm like, I know there has to be another way of, of doing this process. Yeah, I know a lot of students who feel this way because I think there are a few tricky things about going solo. The first is that it's tough to write a script that sounds exactly like us. And then when we read it, it can feel either forced or maybe like it doesn't have the right personality. Like maybe you've written something that's very formal, but when you talk, you're really bubbly and it just doesn't quite add up. So that's one reason why I think reading a script word for word is tough because it's hard to write a script word for word that really sounds like a human. But the other thing I get asked about a lot is how to read a script in a way that doesn't sound like you're reading off a script. And I think more than anything, it just takes time and practice. And the first time you try, it'll sound a little bit awkward, but the more you do it, the easier it'll get. What I like to do is to read with a little bit of extra inflection in my voice. It'll sound a little uncomfortable to you, but it'll sound really good to the listener. Most of us don't realize that when we read out of a book, we're really just kind of going in a very flat, monotonous voice. So when I first started reading scripts out loud, I thought I sounded totally ridiculous. So I think if you feel a little ridiculous, like maybe you're intoning a little bit extra, it's probably just right. The other thing I would add about script reading is that most of us tend to talk pretty quickly, and it's better when you're reading a script to talk a little bit more slowly. With a podcast app, people can always speed you up. Like I know my sister is a 2Xer. She listens to everything on 2X speed. And so if people want to do that, they have the option. Some more practical tips include practicing in front of a mirror. That'll help you kind of see your mannerisms. And if you're the kind of person who uses your hand when you talk in person in conversation, you should be the kind of person who gestures when you read your script as well. So make sure you are doing that. It may help bring out a more natural sound to your voice. But beyond that, I would say just practice again and again. And more than anything, probably the best way for you to sound natural on a podcast is to not fully script it out and to try the bullet point approach. When you do just have a few bullet points about your episode, you can still go into it feeling prepared to record, but that way you don't actually read word for word, which comes across to your listener. It'll feel more conversational. So for example, instead of writing out a whole sentence about some story that I want to tell, I'll just put a bullet point, like a note to self about what I want to say and say, oh, the time I did X or the time I helped a client with Y outcome. And that'll jog my memory enough. And from there, I'll just record a couple of takes and I'll choose the one that I like the best. 
Yeah, I've done that in the past and I did see the difference. I just put insert story of when this happened <laughs> and then it was really helpful. That's what I like to do, not only because it sounds more natural, but I think the prep takes less time. For me, the art of getting something perfectly scripted just feels like it takes forever. And at least for me, the way that I write and the way that I speak are a little bit different. You know, I try to put my own personality into my writing, but speaking comes a lot more naturally to a lot of us, especially podcasters. So maybe instead of trying to write out a perfect script, maybe you just do two takes. And then afterward, you decide, oh, I like the second one better. And that's the one you go with. Those are really, really helpful tips. I do have another question. How do you manage like all the components it takes to produce the episode? Like the content creation, the recording, the editing, the show notes, the marketing. Do you have like deadlines for each or like how much time do you dedicate for each section? This is something that a lot of podcasters struggle with. And I think there's no one right answer, especially when it comes to batch working versus not batch working. So the short answer is that I use... Asana, but there are a lot of great tools. Notion has task management. There are countless others, and I can include some links in the show notes. To me, what's most important is not that everyone hears me say I use Asana and everyone runs out and uses Asana. It's more about finding a system that works really well for you. Because what is nice about podcasting is that every episode has a similar checklist of things that you do every time. So let's say for you, it could be that you're choosing the topic, then you're prepping then you're recording, editing, publishing, and then marketing, you're sharing it. And so there's key things that you do every time. So what I think is important is figuring out what are those things that you do every single time. And for me, if it's Asana, maybe I have a card and it's got a checklist in the card of all those tasks. And then I just make one for every episode. If it's Notion, maybe you have a page with a checklist for every episode. And then I think when it comes to actual time management, there are two strategies. One is batching, where maybe you say, the first week of every month, I do all my recordings. I do four episodes, I prep them, I record them. Then the next week I do all my edits, then all my publishing and marketing. That works really well for some people. For others, maybe it's that every Monday you do a recording, and Wednesday maybe you do your editing, and then Thursdays has a certain task. I think at least for me, it's about finding some sense of consistency because the fewer decisions you have to make, the easier it'll be to keep it up. So I know that creating that kind of schedule has been helpful for me, but for you, do you think you would prefer the batching strategy or the certain day of a week strategy, or what do you think might be a better strategy for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Just because I do have a nine to five job, you know, podcasting is my hobby, my side hustle, you can say. So I think something that I found helpful, but it's hard to maintain is dedicating one certain day like I know for sure my weekends are free but I think just in two days it's a very little time frame to me the beauty of batch working is that once you get in the zone you can stay in the zone so I don't necessarily batch a full month's worth of episodes at once what helps me the most with batch working is actually social media I have found that if I try to do social media just one week at a time I consistently push it off, I fall behind, but when I sit down to do a whole month's worth of social media posts, that's when it not only feels like I get it done more efficiently, but the content is better because I can kind of think about everything I want to say during a given month and everyone has, you know, the parts we love and the parts that we don't. And if outsourcing isn't on the table, I would say find a way to just simplify. 
So for me, it was just deciding to only publish to Instagram once a week. Is that what experts say? No. Is that what I have the bandwidth for? Yes. For you, maybe you think about ways that you could simplify. Is it the editing part of the process? Is it probably for you the solo episode, the prep part of the process? How can you streamline it, which is exactly what we've been talking about? And maybe for you, the part that makes the most sense to batch is prepping for episodes where just one Saturday, you just sit down and you prep your entire month's worth of solo episodes in one sitting while you're really in the zone. Yeah, that's a really great tip because there is moments where, you know, you're just in the zone and you're like really feeling it. You're like, I know this is going to help, you know, my ideal listener and I really want to put it out there. And you're just in a certain mode that you're like, I'm going to have to write everything down or like put it somewhere because if not, it's not going to come back. <laughs> totally. And I think another strategy that some podcasters really enjoy is either doing a themed month or just thinking about groups of episodes together. It doesn't have to be you know, a huge theme. It could just be that maybe one month you talk a little more about careers or another month a little bit more about budgeting or finances. But even without the theme, another benefit to prepping for episodes at once is that maybe in episode, let's say, 14, you realize you could reference something from episode 12. And maybe you put a little note to self that, oh, when I'm talking about this part of the episode, I can say, and if you haven't tuned into episode 12, which was all about this, I really got into all these topics. So I'd highly recommend it. You can check it out. I think that's something that a lot of podcasters could do more of because we're building so much amazing content and people will find your podcast new every week. You'll find a new listener who jumps in at episode 50 who's never heard anything that you did before. So I think it's really helpful to tell them which past episodes they might be interested in so that they can continue listening to your podcast and falling in love with you and all the amazing episodes that you've created. Yeah, that's, that's very true. We tend to forget that there's that listener that just started hearing you. And if you keep talking about something that you've talked in the past, but you don't reference it, it's like, mm, they don't really get that, that connection. Mm -hmm. I think every episode we have to treat as its own standalone piece of content, piece of advice, piece of education. Sure, you could have like parts one and two if you wanted to, but thinking back again to your solo episodes, somebody should be able to tune into each one of your episodes. And without having heard any of your other episodes, they should get great takeaways and get a sense of who you are just from the one episode alone, which I know can be hard to do. Yeah, for sure kind of learning from from you and learning how to streamline these processes for it not to feel super overwhelming. It just, it really makes like the biggest difference. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it. And thank you. I'm really glad that this has been helpful. Before we do go, I want to kind of take our own advice. We said that solo episodes end with a recap, but I think any great interview or conversation could as well. So maybe what are one or two of the things that you want to try implementing right after our call that you think would help you with your solo podcasting and your productivity? Yeah, so for sure, what I'm taking right away is that I'm going to just dedicate one day to do all of my creation of my episodes. I'm a person that when I'm writing my content, I do like to use pen and paper, just I feel that it flows much better. So I'm just going to dedicate one day and really outline, you know, my four episodes for that month. And then I think from there on, I think I really enjoy doing the marketing aspect of it, like the graphics. I do enjoy that part. So I'm going to probably dedicate that like for my Saturday or like a Friday afternoon. And then I think another tip that is kind of helpful 
is not scripting everything. I'm going to put use that example of like insert this story or talk about this experience so that it doesn't feel that I am, you know, like reading out of the script. So I think those are my 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 for sure takeaways that I'm going to start applying now. It sounds like you have a really great plan and I'm excited to hear how it goes for you. So you'll have to keep us posted. Where can listeners find out more about you and your podcast if they want to stay in touch? Yeah, for sure. So you can find my website is just marisolivarra.com. And then where I do post different tips and tricks is on here comes the sun underscore podcast. So you can find me on Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you again for joining. I can't wait to hear how everything goes for you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Melissa, for this opportunity. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you'd like to see a real prep doc for one of my solo episodes for Wit and Wire, you'll find a link in the show notes at witandwire.com 22. That's also where you'll find links to all the references from today's episode. Again, that's witandwire.com 22 for episode 22. As always, you can learn more about Wit and Wire's podcasting courses and production services on our website at witandwire.com. We have programs and services for podcasters of all experience levels. So if you're interested to learn more about launching, producing, or scaling your show, please don't hesitate to check out our site or to email me at hello at witandwire.com. I'm Melissa Guller, and you've been listening to Wit and Wire. I'll see you next time, podcasters.